relationships can get you so far. I, so many people, they're too busy cold calling where they realize that the biggest opportunities are right in their backyard. The people that they already know, they just need to ask them to introduce them to more people. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. Best Ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Theo Hicks. I'll be hosting today's show. And today we'll be speaking with Jacob Busani. Jacob, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by and talking to the best ever listeners today. Looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Jacob. He is a real estate broker and syndicator, has been involved in over $157 million worth of real estate closings. He's based out of New York City. And you can say hi to him at jacobbusani.com. That's Jacob B U S. A-N-I dot com. So Jacob, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. My background has been in real estate over the last four years. I did a nice amount of closings and was involved in a bunch more. And in the last year, I kind of focused gears more on the syndicating end of things and doing a lot of coaching and speaking. So that's really where I have been focusing most of my time now is growing my speaking and training career and still playing around with a lot of syndications. Let's talk about your syndication business. What's the number of units you syndicated so far? I raised money for deals. I raised money for Brooklyn deals. I raised money for Manhattan hotel development deals. That's really what I do is I just raise money for the deals and then I get a cut out of it. So you said you raised money for hotel development deals. Is it mostly non-multifamily commercial deals or is just all types of commercial deals you're raising money for? No. Where I'm most comfortable is multifamily. The hotel deal was pure accident. I just came across it. It happened to be a really good deal. So I put a bunch of people together for it. But really, it's mostly just multifamily. That's what I focus on. How did you get hooked up with the people that you're raising money for? I think it's all in the network. So I'm part of CCIM. I sit on the board of CCIM in New York City. And I think it's really just all the network and it's really just the people you know and how often you nurture those relationships and connections. So these deals, you met these people through your CCIM? I met those people through CCIM, through LinkedIn, through networking events, but primarily they all came through the CCIM path at some point, whether at a networking event or they were on a phone call of some sort. How does that conversation go? So you're attending these events. Are people out there saying, hey, I've got this really great deal and we're looking for money? Or are you proactively going up to these people and asking them, hey, I've got a network of high net worth individuals I can raise money for. Do you have any opportunities? That's more of the second one. It's, hey, I tell them exactly what I do. This is what my investors are looking for. And just send me your deals. And they'll send me deals for a couple months until there's one deal that I like. And then they'll take it the next step. 
how are you analyzing these deals that are coming across your inbox? CCIN, that's what we're known for is we're a commercial real estate education organization and they teach us how to analyze deals from user-based analysis to investor-based to the market analysis. So all of that together and my secular real estate education and some hands-on with some of the investors that I bring on board, that's how we analyze our deals. So like it- we have an in-house underwriter or something. Okay. So are you actually underwriting the deals yourself or yeah. are you looking at other high-level factors to determine if it's a good deal? It's more of a, I underwrite the deals myself. Okay. So you're on cash flow calculator, you got through CCIM? Yep. Okay. And then you mentioned that when you are proactively reaching out to these people, you tell them what your investors are looking for. So you've underwrote your deal. What are the metrics that need to be spit out in order for you to present that to your investors? Well, everything has to make sense. The leases have to be in order. All the building work has to be in order, permits, approvals. For example, in Manhattan, whether there's air rights, now it's a little bit more trickier than it was six months ago. Everything has to make sense before I present it. I can't have one thing where I'm not clear about it because if I'm not clear about it, I'm not confident enough to go and present it to my investors, which would make me look not good. Is there a particular return number or return threshold that's kind of a go or a no-go? Everyone's different. My database is a little bit vast. So I have people who, who all they care about is the cap. They'll just look at five, six caps in Manhattan. Then I have the people who are more in the cash and cash. They're looking for their high teens, mid-20s. And then if we're going out of the borrows, they're looking at a little bit of a longer play. Everybody is different. There's not one specific. It's more of a just send me the deals as long as I have not seen it. I'll take the next step into it. And that's when I start analyzing. Are most of these multifamily deals existing properties or are they developments? I'd say 70% of them are existing. The development is a little bit longer term and that's really where it is. So it's more of a 25 to 35% on the development end. If you don't mind, can we dive into that hotel deal? It kind of just randomly happened. Do you want to kind of walk us through how you found that opportunity? Sure. I met one of my father's friends one day and he told me that he has a guy and he's actively looking for hotels. Told him I have a deal, but it's partial development. They have the existing hotel, but you're going to need to develop it a little bit further. He's like, cool, send me over the deal. I told him I don't have all the information yet. I go, I reach out to my guy who's actually in Texas and he sends me all the stuff. And yeah, I send it back to him. He gets back to me two months. He's like, we'll take it. Okay, I come back. It's still available. It was a nice deal. A very nice deal, actually. And we just went back and forth. It took us about a year and two months to close on it. But we finally did it. And that's just how it happened. It was literally one guy wanted this. The other guy had that. And I made the connection between the two of them. And then did you raise money for that deal as well? I raised just a, like, a small amount. I raised 2% as a down payment. And that was it. So how did you have to present this hotel deal differently to your investors compared to the typical multifamily deal that you're presenting to them? Surprisingly enough, the team who had the acquisition firm that had the deal, they really knew what they were doing. They had somebody in the CCIM or, or some CCIM crafted it because everything was my language, the way it was presented. So it was really just a few modifications on my language of presenting the deal and then just forwarding it on to my clients. Okay. So so since the team knew what they were doing, did you have to do much underwriting yourself? I did not need to do much underwriting myself. Everything was practically done and I just needed to do a couple tweaks. Okay. All right, Jacob, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? 
relationships. I think that relationships can get you so far. I, so many people, they're too busy cold calling where they realize that the biggest opportunities are right in their backyard. The people that they already know, they just need to ask them to introduce them to more people. And that's literally how I got started and how I got to where I am today. Is there anything specific you do on an everyday basis? You say, all right, this morning I'm going to get up. I'm going to do A, B, C, D in order to cultivate more relationships. Or is it just something that comes naturally to you and you just do it over the course of your everyday life? Yes. Every day I try to have at least a few new introductory meetings from people that I meet on LinkedIn. So whether they'll be a coffee or whether they'll be just online, I attend a networking event once to twice a week. And I follow up with whoever I feel that I have some good synergy with. And it's mostly just asking those people to introduce me to other people and then just having the chain on. So on every given day, I'm speaking to anywhere between five to 20 new people. And then just having my assistant following up with them and just cultivating the relationship and having them in the pipeline. All right, Jacob, ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular, want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Five Dysfunctions of the Team by Patrick Lencioni. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Start a new one. And what would that new business be? Exactly what I'm doing right now, just different. What deal did you lose the most money on? The deal that I didn't do. Besides your first deal and your last deal, what's the best ever deal you've done? The hotel deal. You don't have to answer this question, but how much money did you make on that deal? I got a nice chunk of equity in the deal. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I like to empower the youth in my community and beyond. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? LinkedIn, Jacob Usani. All right, Jacob, thanks for joining us today and telling us about your syndication expertise. So just to quickly summarize what we talked about, you raise money for mostly multifamily deals. How do you find the money for these deals is through your current network, people you meet on LinkedIn, and essentially just networking with as many people as possible. And you mentioned that you're pretty proactive about it. So when you meet someone new, you explain to them what you do, what your investor is looking for, and ask them to send you deals. Whenever they send you a deal, you use your CCIM expertise to underwrite those deals yourselves. You also look at other things, making sure the leases are all in order, building permits are in order, that everything is completely clear and makes sense to you before presenting that out to your investors. You also mentioned that you have a vast diversity of investors. So some care about cap rates, other care about cash and cash return. Some people want shorter term investments. So you present your deals to your investors based off of what the outcome of that deal is going to be. And then the majority of the deals that you do are existing multifamily homes. We went over your hotel development deal, which was your best ever deal and how you kind of just 
found that through, again, networking. So the theme of this seems to be networking, which was your best ever advice, which is to focus on relationships. And by to do that, just ask people that you have in your current network to introduce you to people that they know that might be a good fit for you. More specifically, what you do is that you'll meet people for coffee on a daily basis through LinkedIn or different network events you go to. They'll attend different networking events at least once a week. And whenever you meet someone, again, you ask them to introduce you to other people to start that chain. And overall, you speak to about five to 20 new people every day. So Jacob, thanks again for coming on. Best of your listeners. If you want to learn more about Jacob, again, his website is jacobbusani.com. A link to that will be in the show notes. Have a best of her day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.